Welcome to another episode of The Massburgers. Hello. <laughs> that was right. What? That was so depressing. I know, that was the plan. Uh, oh. To see if you then do a happier hello. Yeah, to uh, balance it out. Yeah. So, what's going on with you? Nothing much. Oh. What? Well, this will be an interesting hour then, if there's not much going on with you. Uh, no, nothing particularly. I finished my training at work now, so I don't have to sit in a room with people anymore, which is good. I can just sit at my desk with my headphones on all day. Uh, is your desk a room that has people in it? Yeah, well, yeah, but it's not a small room where I can't put my headphones in and the lights are really bright and I'm stuck, like, in a small room with loads of people. I don't have that now, you know. Oh, one thing I was going to mention, actually, about work, which I've noticed that... I don't know if it's a... I don't know. It's just something that I was thinking about, is I always take the stairs. Right. And part of this is because I quite like to be quite healthy in a way not that I think that taking the stairs instantly makes you healthy but just you know I'm up on the sixth floor it's quite good to because I'm going to be sat down all day it's quite good to just climb the six flights of stairs and then going down them is also easy but the other day I needed to get up quickly um because I'd have been having a look downstairs I needed to get up quite quickly so I was thinking about taking the lift just for it to be quicker but then the the idea of getting into that small room with loads of people and the potential of like being touched or I know someone talking to me really freaked me out and I realized that even if I wanted to I couldn't so I don't know just thought might mention that <laughs> don't know if anyone else has that but yeah like I'm not scared of lifts or anything like that I'm not scared of the it breaking down or me being stuck or that but I am weirdly scared probably isn't the right word but quite anxious about the idea of being in there with other people like if I knew it was just going to be me I'd be fine but you know one or more people in there with me not so good mm, I mean there is that but there's also the I feel like you go for like big sensory feedback on stairs. I don't know if you ever listen to yourself going up and down the stairs, but you go up and down the stairs like you're trying to break the stairs with your feet. <laughs> you do it all the time. Like I live on the first floor of the building that I live in and I know so the people coming out of like my building all the time and I cuz my flat's above the front door, I can hear people coming out the door and that's it. So normally what happens is I hear people coming out the door, I hear the door open, door close, that's it. Um, but with you, when you come here, I hear the door open, door close, and then I'll hear you come up the stairs as well. Um, and you literally, it sounds like you're, you just, you just stomp, stomp up the stairs. You do it every time we go upstairs, you proper like slam your feet down on them. But then it's, it's the same with um, when you walk around anywhere, like this, like especially in my flat, because it's, it's a flat, the floor is different. So, you, you know what I mean? Like, you can hear you, whereas imagine when we're doing it outside on, like, pavement, you probably are still stomping, but we won't notice. And when we run, uh, you're quite stompy as well. You just want for really, like, slamming your feet into the floor in general. Um, and I guess you can do that more on stairs than you can walking about. So I do sometimes feel like you do stairs because, I mean, when you've gone up a big flight of stairs, 
do you feel a bit better about yourself once you've gone to the, got to the yeah. top? Yeah. 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 I think it might be like a sensory feedback thing. I think you're just proper... Because like some people do it where they just proper like stamp their feet when they walk and move. And it's for the feedback of your feet hitting the floor that actually makes you feel a bit more calmer. So I imagine the more stressed you are, the louder you are. Yeah, that, yeah. Going up and yeah. downstairs, and it might just be that you like going up and downstairs as well for that reason. That um, the instant you've done it, if you you know flights of stairs, you uh, you feel a bit better. Yeah, actually, on that topic, if there's I don't know if there is, but if there is anyone else that has a bit of a thing for getting sensory feedback from like walking. Like, in the same way I do, because I am like that. I am quite stompy, and I think I probably do quite enjoy it. And, um, yeah, yeah, that is definitely a thing I do. But if there is anyone that's like that and feels the same way, one thing that is really good for things like that are barefoot shoes. I'm just going to point that out. Barefoot, um, you can get different types of barefoot shoes. If you Google them, there's, like, loads of types out there. I've got a pair of the Ethics ones, um and a pair of the vivo ones mainly use them for running because they're also better for your knees and stuff but just if you really enjoy sensory feedback on your feet barefoot shoes they sort of um they'll stop you i don't know if you stood on glass you wouldn't cut your feet or anything like that but they just they haven't got much of a sole so you can feel like the ground beneath your feet it's really nice. You've also got a pair. I know yours isn't for sensory feedback. It's more for just the fact that they are better for you running, in my yeah. opinion. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's um, and you, it's not just for running. Like I've got a walking pair and stuff. But it's yeah. just a, I don't know, for people out there, if you've got something like that, I definitely recommend them. I find them really calming. So like, if I go for a walk in barefoot shoes, I always feel a little bit better afterwards because I can really feel like. It sounds like it wouldn't be nice, but being able to feel like the stones underneath your feet and stuff, it it, it does give me a weird thing of like calmness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like I say, I, I don't. I mean, I do have sensory feedback, but mine's not to, for that kind of thing. Uh, it's not for your feet. I like to drag myself across stuff. Is yes, my thing. Yes, you do. Uh, so, like, if I'm walking past a wall, I'll just. Uh, like I'll just drag myself across. She is like having some sort of dementia. I know. But yeah, I'll uh, yeah, I just sort of drag myself across the walls and that kind of thing when I'm walking about. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. I'll bop, 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 bop. Uh, yes. Other than that, the I can't think of anything else that's going on with me. Nope. In particular, what about you? Anything going on with you? Um, I mean, I had a. Incident. Yeah. Keep with going. uh, find it. <laughs> what is that? Get that. Get that off. I had an incident <laughs> oh with my. God, my... We're the worst. I know, right? It's a. Uh, it's a good job we don't do this professionally. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I had a thing with my boss. Um, just due to uh, I don't know. Like it, it took me a while to. The the place was just where I'm working at the moment. Like they were just they're just really disorganised, and at the moment there's just stuff everywhere. And because I'm used to everything being a certain way, and I'm used to like a certain level of like organisation and tidiness, uh, it just kind of got out of hand, and I just let it build up. And then uh, the guy that's in charge at the moment just like he got like right in my face. Not in like he got in my face like aggressive kind of way. He's just you know you get those people that. 
when they talk to you, they they have to get their face as close as possible to your face when they chat. Yeah. And try and like look you in the eye at the same time. He's one of them. Uh, and yeah, there was just there was loads of mess. I was stressed with something I was doing at work because it was because because um, I I do a certain department in our work. So that department's like my I guess domain, although they keep referring to my stomping ground at the moment. And that bit's my bit, and it's it's organised the way I like it. Um, but at the weekends, because I'm not there at the weekends, um, somebody else is in that bit. And then when I come in on a Monday, they've usually wrecked it and I've just made a mess of it. There's no order, no like organisation of it at all. So I spent all day trying to do that. He got in my face about something, said something else. And then apparently I snapped at him, but I don't remember doing that. And then when we went for a chat outside, uh, apparently I even then was a bit aggressive but I mean I like it's, it's kind of one of those things where I like I said before I think like when everything's a bit too much for me sensory wise I most some people like get upset some people like cry some people get like anxious my immediate reaction is aggression yeah uh, that's the main one that's the one I go to first is I'll get angry before I'll get anything else and yeah I was just angry with him because of just I think it wasn't even anything he was saying I think it was just the way he was behaving so like I had a, I kind of had a go at him, um, I think. So he says, uh, and obviously he's my boss. So he went outside to have a chat to me about it, and I think he wanted the chat where he wanted me to say I'm sorry and I I shouldn't talk to him that again. Uh, and I think he started the conversation with, "Do you think it's okay to talk to me like that?" And the trouble is, is once I've had one of these aggressive like outbursts, it's not like you can just talk to me immediately after and I'll calm down. It takes like a good twenty thirty minutes for me to calm down, and. Uh, he said let's go for a chat and I said no uh, no we're not going for a chat I don't want to have a chat Yeah. and mainly because I know if you have a chat with me now I'm going to say some stuff that might get me into trouble so let's just not bother <laughs> but do you know what I mean like he's one of those nip it in the butt like I do you know what I mean like people yeah um, who need to get it sorted there and then so he insisted he took me outside for a chat but I was nowhere near ready to be talking to anyone so yeah I I basically just told him how awful at his job he was and like you know, that kind of thing we're okay now like nothing bad came of it it's not like I'm in trouble or anything like that like um I think but it's just uh yeah it's I it's been a while since I've had anything like that because it, usually everything's I'm quite organized I'm quite like I kind of get everything sorted um but because I'm not in charge of the organization of the store anymore because I'm not running that kind of stuff I, other people are doing it and in you know their standards are just not the same as what I am, and they're not as I don't know. Uh, I would just say I was more. I don't know what the word is, but either way, or- like organized. I guess organized, and I think uh, some of it comes from the fact that when you were in charge, there was also me there and another member of management, yeah. and I think the three of us had quite a. Uh, you know, like we had a way of doing things and it was quite solid. But at the moment, the guy that's now in charge of you is not going to be there forever. He's sort of a temporary... Yeah, he's from like a different store. He's just there until they hire a permanent person. So he's yeah. just, he's like a substitute teacher, I guess yeah. is the way to describe it. He's like, like substitute, he's like, yeah, substitute manager until one comes in. Yeah. And then there's other members of management that are coming down from other stores, but there's no, it's not like a, a team, so it will be a little bit more chaotic just because obviously when it was the three of us, we were there constantly. We knew, you know, we had a set way of doing things, so it was more organized, but with a constant string of different people, it's hard to get any sort of sense of normality, I suppose, for you. 
Yeah, and I just had a certain way of running everything, uh, and obviously that way is not being done anymore. And I mean, like, it makes me kind of a bit weird because tomorrow I'll go in, and I know that whoever's been there all weekend will have just made a mess of it. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things. So I have to spend all day Monday, like rearranging everything again to go back to the way it was. And I think like I'm at my height of annoyed. On Monday when I first get back there because yeah. whoever's been at the weekend like will just mess everything up. Um, so, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just one of those things that I've got used to now. But there's loads of stuff I'm trying to get done, but I waste a day rearranging everything again. Um, so, yeah, that's just that. And like I say, I think it was just a combination of loads of stuff that I had. Not an angry meltdown, but... Um, an outburst yeah it's kind of like a mini angry meltdown i think um i think it needed to happen and i think that you uh seem a little bit better now i think you did definitely go through a stage of struggling more at work but i feel like now you've got it out a bit might help i don't know i mean it's one of those things um especially with those of you that are autistic like it's it's hard to explain to someone that's NT that because obviously you're aware of your behavior and you know what your triggers are. You know what the things are that are going to make you react a certain way and be a certain way. But you have no control over like them happening. I know what things will wind me up and what things won't wind me up. I know what they are because it's usually the same thing or of a similar nature. Um, and I know that when they're happening, I can be telling myself, this is going to annoy you. Like, you should probably, like, just, like, don't worry about it. Like, they're doing it on purpose or they don't realise what they're doing. Uh, so just ignore it. But you can't just ignore it. Uh, and it happens anyway. It's it's one of those things that I've tried to explain to, like, people in the past that being on the spectrum just means you are aware of... I mean, the more you learn about it, the more you learn about your own version of it. Like, you're more aware of everything that happens and you, you know a lot of, like what you what your problems are what you can do what you can't do and you know what your behavior is like and it doesn't matter how mo- how self-aware you are um you still can't stop yourself from doing things uh, and it's a weird it's a weird situation because i think a lot of nt people they know what problems they're going to have and they know what issues they're going to have and they can stop themselves you know they can take a minute to stop yeah only when they're self-aware. Obviously, there's NT people that will keep repeating the same behavior, but they don't know they're doing it, so that's different. But those that are self-aware and not on the spectrum, you know what I mean? Like, once they know, they can just take themselves out of a situation and do it. It's it's weird for those on the spectrum because we we know, we're fully aware, we know what our problems are, but um, we also know that we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's one of those things with, <clears throat> like this, I know exactly what, will cause me to get agitated and what will wind me up and what I'll want to do. Um, but it does. It, it didn't matter. Like, I was getting stressed, like, on that day, and I was thinking, like, this is a mess. But I couldn't say to myself, it's not your fault. I mean, it, it, you didn't do this. It doesn't matter. Just don't worry about it. It's not your problem. Like, it's, it's you know, I'm not management anymore. It's not my issue. So just don't worry about it. I know you could see all the other people that are not management there. Like, they don't care. They weren't worried about it. But I couldn't stop myself from getting wound up about it. And then, yeah, when he was in my face, I was just like, just ignore him. He's just doing this thing. It doesn't really matter. Uh, But yeah, I still, it doesn't matter. I still knew the end result was going to be, I'm going to have a go at him about it. Yeah. Um, And yeah, that's the thing. Like he told me off about it. He were, you know, he took me outside and had the chat with me. But I, 
I was kind of annoyed because I just thought I've had a risk assessment. The the company in general is supposed to know as much as they're supposed to know about autism. Uh, they've all said they get it. They've all had loads of meetings with me and conversations where I've explained exactly these situations to them when it happened. But this guy I was talking to still was treating me like, do you know what I mean? Like I just had an attitude problem. Um, yeah. And I think that annoyed me more because that's always been like an issue with me in general from like when I was younger is everybody always used to say I had a bad attitude or... Um, yeah like your attitude stinks or your like the way you are is is not good like you're quite arrogant and like you've just do you mean like, I used to hear it a lot before I was diagnosed yeah loads of people used to tell me that my attitude was a bad one uh, and that I was trouble in that sense so um and you know and after I got diagnosed I've not really heard that I've not really heard that before like after getting diagnosed and telling a few people nobody has ever said that to me since then and this is the first time I've ever experienced it I think since diagnosis so I would say that even though I said some stuff to him and even though I said some things that he wasn't expecting um, because he was doing the chain of command, I'm your boss, I'm telling you this. And I was just saying to him, I don't believe, I don't agree with you on that at all and you're wrong about this and you're rubbish at this and you're bad at this. Um, I still think that I held it back, you know. I still feel like that even though I said some stuff that he did not appreciate me saying to him, I still think like in the past I would have said a lot worse yeah um so yeah i didn't i didn't think i think i handled it the best i could but the i handled it to as much as i can do but the thing that annoyed me after was i just thought like well it's still one of those things that people don't really understand autism in that sense um and obviously i've spoke to him since it i've explained to him about the situation and i i talked to him about it and uh he just said yeah i don't really get I don't really get autism. I don't really understand what it is. Like, I wouldn't have expected that to be part of it. And I was trying to say to him, like, yeah, you can only go off the things that people think, you know, there's the yeah. there's the general stuff that people think autism is. Uh, and then that's their opinion of it. And then all this other stuff, like half the stuff we talk about in this podcast, people don't even know are a symptom or come with it. So when you yeah. do those things, they just think, well, I know what autism is. Autism is every time he does this or every time he does that. This isn't one of those things, so it can't be that. This is just him, yeah, being rude or him being... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Difficult. I, th I think, actually, probably the biggest problem for me with regards to, like, autism, or maybe the only thing that ever would really make me think, oh, I wish I didn't have it, because a lot of the time, you know, like we've spoken about before, that the pros and yeah. that we wouldn't take it away. But I think with relation to what you're saying, the only thing that really ever makes me feel like I wish I didn't have it is the aspect of knowing before something happens, knowing exactly how you're going to react, knowing that it won't be the way that you necessarily want to react but then it happening anyway. Like, it, that's actually quite a big part of, I don't know, I feel like it's quite a big part of my life. I feel like it's probably quite a big part of your life as well. It's one of those things where if you, if you know, you can get away from it. If you know it's coming, you can I'd just remove yourself from the situation as in like, if I know what this person's gonna do next and it's gonna really annoy me, so I'm just gonna leave. That can happen, but a lot of the time that's not really practical. There's a lot of times where someone says something to me and in my head I go, oh, that's not a big deal. Like, I, that, that shouldn't really matter. I'm not going to be bothered by that. 
And I keep thinking it and I keep trying to tell myself, like, it's not a big deal. Don't react to it. It's fine. It doesn't matter. But then for some reason, my head just flips and then I'm just like, this is a big deal. I'm annoyed. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I'm, I don't know, annoyed or upset or anxious or something that is a completely unwarranted reaction. And the thing is, it usually comes out of me in a little outburst of I'm not happy this is happening or like some sort of outburst but then after it's done like five minutes later I'm back to feeling fine again I'm back to going oh no it's not a big deal I'm not actually bothered and it's really difficult to explain to someone that I'm act I'm really not actually bothered just for some reason it's a reaction I have I it, it happens quite a lot I think that is quite a big part of it in the same way of what you're saying I think yours is different to mine but there's the same concept behind it yeah I mean um the thing that I always have done uh, and still do is when I have a situation where I know how I'm going to react to it and I know what's going to happen and say the thing I'm going to do is going to be a bad thing or it's going to upset someone or I'm going to come off as rude or that kind of thing. For some reason, after I've done it, I always blame the person that I had the conversation with. Um, In my head, I try and like justify what I've done, what I've said. You know, they're telling me that I can't talk to them that way or I shouldn't have said the things I said uh, and that kind of thing and I don't ever think oh they're right I shouldn't have said that like yeah why did I say that it is more of a it's their fault yeah it's their fault I'm not one for when it comes to my behavior and it's not something I've done since getting diagnosed it's something I've always done both like before and after is I blame the person that did it to me or I blame the person that made me say those things or the person I was talking to. It's always their fault. Like, even with this stuff, I don't ever see it as my fault. Like, with my this boss thing on Tuesday, he asked me to apologise during the chat straight after the one I said that I shouldn't have had, and I refused to apologise. Um, he said, are you going to say sorry? And I just went, no, I'm not going to say sorry. And I didn't, even in the follow-up meeting that we had a bit later on that week, I still didn't say sorry. And the thing is, is I've always done it, is I see it as um, I know what I'm going to do and I kind of feel like it's it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I am doing what's naturally coming to me. I feel like you say sorry for stuff that's a mistake or say sorry for stuff that's, um, you know, you accidentally did. But the stuff I know I'm going to do and the stuff I... Anything basically that's related to my autism in general, I never apologise for. So if I do say something really harsh to someone but I know it's to do with the sensory stuff at the time or the situation, I just won't apologise for it because I don't see why I have to. I don't see it as something I should be saying sorry for. Um, so I always get annoyed after. So when, like, um, if somebody's asked me to say sorry, especially, like, when I think about it after it's happened and, like, go over it in my head, I do just think, like, um, no, I'm not apologising. Why, why should I say sorry? Like, this is... This was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. I know it's just what I naturally do. It's just me being me. I'm not going to apologize for me being me. That's not going to happen. So then I get annoyed that they're... Because it almost feels like a personal attack on me. Yeah. That they've had a problem with me because I... I did something they didn't like. I spoke to them in a way they didn't appreciate. Um, and I just kind of feel like it's it's out of my hands. You know, I can't control this part of me. I can't stop myself from saying and doing certain things. No matter how much I think about stopping it and how much I tell myself, don't say that, don't bring it up. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, 
it doesn't matter. Once I've done it, I realized that I did it because I had no control over it, which I put down to my autism. So then I'm annoyed with the other person for making such a big thing out of it and like demanding an apology or getting upset or, you know, like if you've ever annoyed somebody in the thing where they don't talk to you any like for a while after yeah you go into a room they leave the room you try and talk to them they just ignore you or give one word answers and I get annoyed because obviously I have the way I cope in life or in society is everybody has to behave a certain way for me and I know everybody's routines and everybody's like behaviors and that kind of thing so when someone's personally going out of their way to ignore me or not really talk to me and like leave rooms and stuff and that kind of thing. I know that's different to how they normally behave, but for like a sense of like equilibrium, I have to get them to go back to the way they was. Yeah, I think um, a big thing with you that probably this guy at work didn't realise, and it's it's difficult, and I understand that it can be difficult for people, but with you, if you do get annoyed at someone or have this like angry outburst or get into an argument or something like that, you don't need or benefit from or want any sort of um, closure. Like, if you get into an argument with someone and then it's done, once it's finished, you just want to go back to normal. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to, like, hash it out. You don't want to have this conversation that he wanted to have with you where you tried to get back onto each other's level. You just want to go back to acting normal. Yeah, I... This is yeah. This is the thing. Like it's more stressful for me, but like you said, yeah, it's not that I want closure. I don't want to be resolved. I don't want me and that person to to do. I just want to. Yeah, I just want to vent. Um, Especially if they're the ones that triggered it, I just kind of feel like they triggered it. It's their fault that this happened. If they hadn't triggered it, we wouldn't have fallen out. So I don't see why I'm the one that's got to do anything about this. But then, yeah, like you said, I get annoyed with their walking about and do you know, behaving a certain way. For me to function in the outside world, everybody has to do what they normally do. Yeah. Uh, and when you've fallen out with someone uh, and they're upset about it, they just go around in a in a way that makes it obvious that something's happened. Like it was the same with with this with my boss thing is. One of the other guys I was talking to uh, when I came back in, they just kind of went, are you all right? Oh, is that all right? You know, is everything going on? You know, is everything all right? Um, and I hate that. Like, I hate the the difference. I hate the, yeah, how it's not back to normal again. And, like, it's it's like when me and you've had, like, I mean, we don't really ever fall out, but, you know, on a couple of times we have. The second I've done it... Yeah, you want it to be back to normal. Yeah, I just yeah. see it as a little blip... And now let's let's get back to the way things are. And if some if things don't restore to the way they are, but this is where the problem is. So if the only way to get it to fix is to say sorry, so say like the only way I can get it to go back to normal is if I apologise to the person. But the reason we've had this fallout is to do with my autism. I refuse to apologise about it. Yeah. And the apology is the thing that will return everything back to normal. But I won't give it out because I feel like I shouldn't have to. And you know, like, it's the same for a lot of people on the spectrum. Like, once you've got your mind set on that's how it's going to be, you you don't change your mind. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's it, there'd be nothing to convince me that I'm wrong and I should apologise. I just think, like, this is my autism. It's fine you getting upset about it, but you're not the one that has to live with it. You're not the one that <laughs> yeah. is, whose life it is. Do you know what I mean? This stuff happens to me constantly. To you, this is just like a... 
like wrinkle in your week. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't <laughs> I don't see why I'm saying sorry to you to make you feel better. What are you gonna do to make me feel better? So I, I yeah, I won't apologize, but then if I know that my apology for autism is the thing that will make everything go back to normal, but I'm also refusing to apologize because I won't apologize for autism, that in that like scenario, that's when it's worse for me. Because I know I've got I've got to do the thing that I refuse to do and I can't do. Yeah. But I need to do it to get the things the way out. So I've got this like my mind's like going like crazy with this like why have they done this? Like I'm not apologizing. I'm not apologizing. I'm not apologizing for anything. Um. So like I'm just like oh get out your head. Don't think about it. Just pay attention to what you're doing. But then when you pay attention to what you're doing, that person's not doing what they normally do. So you just think oh ignore them, ignore them. Don't think about them walking around. Why are they being this way? So then you're back in your head again and just like, oh, it's because they want me to apologise. I'm not apologising. And like, I get stuck in like this weird, like (laughs) back and forth in like, in this whole thing, just because I won't do the thing to fix it, but I need it to be fixed. Uh, And that's when I'm like at my peak, I suppose, of like, you know, if somebody else was to do something then at that point, uh, I'd become quite aggressive, I suppose. You know what I mean? Like if somebody just broke routine or did something else like at that point I think that's when I'm at my like most vulnerable to and it's weird to say vulnerable because what will happen is I'll say something horrible or I'll do something bad or do you know what I mean yeah but it's because I'm vulnerable yeah but it, it, but the way I come off is aggressive and intimidating like I've, I've been told a few times that I'm intimidating um there have been people that are my boss yeah that have said that they found me they were a little bit scared um, even though I'm not, I'm not like I'm not gonna like attack them. No. But they find the way I behave like a little bit, yeah, yeah, intimidating towards them. So I've I've been told that's what it's like. But it's it's weird for them to see that as the reason I'm doing that is because there's a vulnerability there with me and I'm a little bit weaker to the situation, and that's where it's coming from. And it might just be that to do with like my masking uh, and obviously like hiding my autism that I've chosen to pick an emotion that makes it look like I'm not yeah, autistic or, you know what I mean? Uh, I know that you don't want to appear weak to NT people, so I've picked an emotion that particularly for me makes it look like I'm... Uh... Yeah, it's... um, I think it's interesting. I think that's a big difference between us is you don't really go to any other emotion but aggression yeah uh or anger i suppose is the emotion but yeah that's your go-to but you'll do that sort of when it has to come out it's not like it's a common thing with you but like that's what will happen just there and then with me it doesn't really happen there and then um because i don't really show my emotions to other people very much so if I do get worked up about something or anxious like I'd say my go-to emotion is usually I guess just upset but it never comes out publicly so even if someone like it hasn't happened because I don't really get very close to people but like um at work if I were to get really upset by something like no one at work would ever see it I would just go about my day and get the day done as though nothing's wrong and then it wouldn't come out until I got home of I'm upset about this thing that happened um I think that's the thing with me is it never comes out outside I mean you see it but that's because we've 
we're close and I've sort of not allowed you in, but we've just got to that sort of level. But Yeah, you're just comfortable. Yeah, I'm comfortable with you, but it doesn't come out ever publicly, I don't think. I've never seen it publicly. No. Like, I am so neutral in public. I never get, like, an outburst in public of, of anything, like, anger, upset. Even really, like, happy. I get weird happy outbursts um, as well. But, again, like, I don't really do it in front of people. No. No, I, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, you don't. You, you stay neutral, uh, no matter what. It could be something really bad happening. Um but you do stay neutral. Like even like when you used to work with me, uh, if anyone, any of the people that used to come in uh, public, if they ever used to scream at you or get aggressive or rude or say anything bad, you would just stay normal all the way through it and it wouldn't be until later on uh, you'd notice that it had had an effect. But to everybody else, it just looked like you just weren't bothered. Yeah. But I, I don't know if that's... I don't know if that's because... I don't know if it's because you don't want people to see any of that kind of stuff, so you're purposely suppressing it. Or with you, there's a delay, uh, and you don't realise stuff that's happened until much later on, which is common. Uh, it happens to me, not with everything, but with some people I know, uh, same. They Some stuff will just happen. Uh, and unlike everybody else, like a lot of NT people, stuff will happen, and they will just take it. They just know what it is, and you know they handle it. But for a lot of people that are autistic, stuff happens, but you don't realise what's happening. So you just, there's like, yeah, there's just a delay. It happens and you go through it like it was a normal thing. And then like a few hours later, it kind of dawns on you what yeah. happened. And then you have your reaction then. Oh, another thing I've I've noticed with me, and I think that it's linking to what you've just said. I think with me, that happens a lot of I don't realise that something's bothered me or... It might not be an actual thing that's bothered me, but just, you know, I've actually being in a bright room all day, like the artificially lit room all day has actually had more of an effect on me than I've realised. Or, you know, it's I've been surrounded by a lot of noise or a lot of people and that stressed me out, but I haven't noticed. And then where it does come out is I'll say I'm walking to the shop and this is a an example. It's not something that I has actually happened but it's a it's a, an example of definitely the sort of behavior that i have is i'll be walking to the shop to pick up i don't know blueberries and on the walk to the shop i start thinking in my head if they don't have blueberries i'm going to be really upset if they don't have them i'm going to be really upset and then i think to myself don't be upset if they don't have them it doesn't matter you can get them from somewhere else but there's this back sort of thought in my head of, but I'll be really upset if they don't. If I get there and they've got the blueberries, then great, I'll move on. But then I'll sort of do it with the next thing. If they haven't got the blueberries, I'm really upset. And I think it is just coming from other stuff that's bothered me. So even though I've like prepared myself for it and I've said like, it doesn't matter and it will be fine. I need to use something to get it out almost. And, and that's a it's a thing that happens. I think like I, I've done it with you before as well, where I think um, like you've said something and it's, I, it's either not been a big deal or just hasn't mattered to me at all. Yeah. But 
for some reason, because of probably other things that have happened before that I haven't uh, been able to talk about, I think that it just comes out in a, I'm really annoyed by this thing. But then once it's out five minutes later, I'm just like, yeah, no, that's not, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's because you, uh, because it made me think, like, what if you know that you were upset by the situation? Because this is, this is something that I think I still do, and I know it's something I definitely did, and it's probably something you do. Yeah. Where you have a, you have something bad happen. Yeah. Uh, and then... Have you ever heard that thing where something bad happens, you're fine through it. You don't think it's a big deal. Everyone's like, oh, you're all right. Yeah, I'm fine. It doesn't really matter. I don't care. But then later on, and this might be what you're saying, because I'm trying to grasp what you mean. Yeah. Later on, something else happens that's completely different. Yeah. That's not that bad. That's tiny, like the blueberries. And then you have the reaction, but it's the exact reaction you should have had when the people had a go at you yeah. the time before. Yeah, that's that's what it is. That's so, exactly what it is. And the if you were to so say you go to a shop and there's no blueberries and you get like upset and stressed and that kind of thing and it seems weird. Yeah. It seems like why am I so bothered about these blueberries but you can't pinpoint where it is. But what it is is if you'd have taken your reaction and did it at the time these people having a go at you it, it matches up. You know, yeah. like that makes sense. And it's something that my original therapist told me happens with people on the spectrum is stuff happens. And for some of us, it can be in the same day. So something happens in the morning and then the reaction to that thing that happened in the morning happens later on. But it won't just happen. You won't just be sat watching telly and just have an outburst. There'll be something else that'll happen. So if you're on the spectrum or if you know somebody on the spectrum, if you've ever seen them have like get really upset about something so like doesn't really matter something like really benign that it doesn't who who cares um it's it's usually a reaction but then you've seen them have something happen that you think oh that's bad and they just sort of gone meh um it kind of just that's what i was told that it for some reason you it takes your brain a while to process what's happened but then you can't just have the reaction. So you start looking for something or in your case, maybe you could just be telling yourself, I hope that they better have them, they better have them, they better have them. Because your brain has this thing now that it's built up and it wants to get it out of you. But you can't just have yeah, it. Yeah, well, this is, this is, yeah, I think I didn't explain it very well, but I think it is this thing of I want to get it out. So I'm picking something like an, another example of it that might be a slightly better example, and again, it's nothing that's ever actually happened, but it's a, a way to explain it, mm. is it's all, sometimes I feel like what I do is something like, say I've got one chocolate bar left and I leave it in your flat. Right. And I know that you'll probably eat it and yeah. there's a good chance you'll eat it and that's fine, but I'll... I don't know, be on my way back from work and start thinking, if he's eating that chocolate bar, I'm going to be really annoyed. Even though I, because I know that it's going to have happened. There's a really, really, really good chance that's exactly what's happened. And it won't be that I will get annoyed at you. I won't feel anything towards you about it, but it will just be a way of me getting it out. And I probably wouldn't say anything to you. It would just be, I'd get home or I'd get to yours. I'd see the chocolate bar had been eaten 
and then get all of like my annoyance out not out on you because I it would it would actually have nothing to do with you so I wouldn't take it out on you or have a go at you it's just I'm letting that be my trigger for getting it out and that, like the person I'm annoyed at and the person that would deal with it is myself it, I wouldn't even show you most likely um like, yeah but this is that was that's the bit that I guess that makes you different in that sense is that what I was thinking was what well, how it works or I guess still works works with me I don't know um is something happens you have a re- you don't have a reaction to it at all there's no reaction um but then later on something else happens that say is of a similar nature yeah but requires a much smaller version of the same reaction so I don't know say I went for a job I really wanted really wanted done loads of prep done it you know got ready for the interview did that kind of thing did the interview, thought it went really well. Then later, then like a few weeks later, I get a letter in the post and the letter says I haven't got the job. Yeah. I just look at the letter and go, ah, that doesn't really matter. Um, I didn't get the thing I wanted. Doesn't really matter. Who cares? Later on, like you said, I go to the supermarket. I go to buy something. It's not there. Yeah. That's something I wanted and it's not there and I'm not going to get it. And I have the reaction to that that should have been the reaction to not getting the job. Yeah. And that's how most people do it. it. It's kind of like your brain has processed it now. So for a lot of people, something happens and they get like the picture. So I guess the way, best way to explain it for me is it's like a jigsaw, I suppose. When somebody else has a reaction to something that's bad, it's like they get the jigsaws completed. They get it. They yeah. understand. With us, you just get the pieces when yeah. the reaction happens. And your brain is spending whatever period of time, all day, all week, putting the jigsaw together. Yeah. And then once it's completed, they go, wait. <laughs> that's what that is now I need to l- release it but I can't just release it now I figured it out I need to have something to set it off again Yeah. and it could be really small it could be like I say something really tiny but it doesn't matter what it is the second something happens that's the same as this picture we need to just get it out because we can't keep it inside us Yeah. in your case the way that it's different is I didn't realise what was happening so when I had the reaction I just think why am I so upset about this this is not a problem so what it hasn't the supermarket hasn't got this thing I, I couldn't figure out why I was so worked up about it yeah and why it was such a big deal I just thought I just I it didn't I couldn't work it out but in your case I feel like your brain has put the picture together and then gone right get rid of it get rid of it how do I get rid of it oh I know I'm gonna go to the shop but I'm gonna work myself up on the way there <laughs> yeah. so that I can definitely get rid of it and then you get there and you go oh wait the blueberries are here oh god uh, I still need to get rid of this yeah. somehow all right, I need this. I bet they don't have that. And then your brain goes, good, good. The second they don't have it, just let's dump this. <laughs> and I think that's the difference. Like with me, it would just happen all of a sudden. I wouldn't understand. So I wouldn't go looking for the thing to release it. It's just, it would sit there in the back of my mind until something happened that was appropriate to let it go. Um, whereas in your case, it's like you just, you like with me, I could feel it there. And I knew something was bothering me, but I couldn't work out what it was. And I just thought, it's probably nothing. I can't work it out. I'm just feeling a bit odd. And then something would happen that was similar and I'd be like, oh, you know what I mean? Um, but in your case, it's like you know what it is. And it's like this massive burden you don't want to carry in your head anymore. So you then go looking for something so you can just like get rid of it. And I imagine the second you've gone somewhere and you've gone, right, okay, blueberries are here, whatever. I need like tea bags. Tea bags, tea bags. You get there. There's no tea bags. 
you have your reaction and then after you're just like, ah, that's done. Yeah, I am I feel like a lot that. better now. You don't even care that they don't have the tea bags. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It, it is like that. I mean, it, I would never do it in the shop. It would always be when I got back from the shop. It wouldn't be like a public thing. But yeah, that is what I'm like. And I think like there's been times where someone like for, I think you and I have been talking and it's like I haven't realised but I did want to get something, you know, off my head. And then you say something and I do start having a reaction and I don't have a reaction. I don't think I get like, I don't think you and I have any sort of argument. I just sort of internally have a weird reaction. The only thing is, I also still try and stop myself because my head still goes, this isn't a big deal and you don't really care. So I still try and hold it back, even though it's actually coming from something else and I'm just using this to get it out. I still don't want to react too much to something that's little. It's a, it's difficult. I think now, I think, because it's been something that I've been thinking about this week quite a lot, I think the solution for me would just be to, whatever little thing it is, just get the reaction out because you've seen me do it. Like, yeah. I have the reaction and then I'm fine. The thing is, though, is you say that, but... Um, I honestly don't think in my entire life I have actually reacted to something at the right time normally. (laughs) Like, it's all right to take, this is what I'm saying, like, you can know that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So something bad could happen to you, but I I, I reckon, I know for me definitely, and I'm probably right with this with you, say something bad happened to you that was big at the same time and you told yourself, right, have the normal reaction now. Yeah. You just wouldn't. Yeah. It's like I'm saying, this is like that weird, like, autism self-awareness. Is it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you know how you should be reacting. So if you tried to force yourself to have a normal reaction at the appropriate time when the thing that's actually a big deal happens, you won't be able to do it. True. Yeah, I think you're right. I think because um, it is weird. Like you've seen me do it. You've seen me massively overreact to something that is completely stupid. But then equally, as soon as I've done the overreaction, and then absolutely fine. And then if you bring up the same thing that caused this like hideous reaction from me again, I just go, oh, I don't care about that. Like that doesn't actually matter. Yeah, and I mean, it, it it could be that you don't actually overreact. It could be that now that I think about it, it could be that all your reactions, when they are the massive ones, are actually a delayed one for something else. Yeah, I think that probably is what it is because yeah, it's it is weird because as soon as it's happened. I I am just fine. Like, I don't need a long time. It will take a, a couple of minutes and then I'm back to being absolutely fine. And like I said, yeah, if you bring up the same thing again, like, oh, yeah, say I've massively overreacted because they didn't have any blueberries in the shop. But then two minutes later, I'm back to being fine. And you're like, oh, so sucks about those blueberries, doesn't it? I'll be like, nah, they don't matter. It doesn't. It's all right. And you can talk to me about it and I won't get worked up again because that thing didn't really matter. And I know that. It's odd. It's really difficult to... It's annoying that it happens and it's like we can articulate it, but we can't stop ourselves. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, as I said last week to you when you said you were worried about going into therapy and the therapy was going to um, just teach you to be okay with what you are and not try and fix it. This could be the similar thing there, because what you're trying to do is, like you said, you're trying to have a, the appropriate reaction at the right time, um, and you won't be able to. And all you're going to do there is frustrate yourself, because when something bad happens to you and you have no reaction to it, you're just going to think, like, what do I do? Like, You can't force yourself to have a reaction if you're not going to have one. I think the best way to deal with this for you is 
later on when you have the overreaction to something tiny yeah. is try and pinpoint what that reaction was actually about. Yeah. I think that would be a better thing to do is to say you do have a massive overreaction to something that you think, why have I, like, that was ridiculous. Because you were saying to me that when we were talking, when we were out on the run and I said to you that you overreact a little bit to stuff and, like, you're a bit dramatic. <laughs> um, I guess you should think about when you're having the overreaction after you've had it, what that was actually most related to and do it that way. Then you realise that what's happened is you've just dealt with something that happened like last week, this week. Yeah. Uh, and try and figure out what it is. And like I said, with me, when I have the delayed reaction and have the the big reaction to something that's small, for mine, they're always related. So they're always similar. I will have the big reaction to the small thing, but the small thing is like a tiny representation of the big thing. So, like, not getting a job is the big thing, and I've had a big reaction to not getting to, like, I don't know, something on time that yeah. didn't really matter. Um, and it's it's the... Actually, no, that doesn't work. So, I'm sick of saying the blueberry thing, but, for example, <laughs> the blueberries. I wanted the job, didn't get the job. I wanted blueberries, didn't get blueberries. So, I'm having the I didn't get a job reaction to I didn't get blueberries. Yeah. For me, it's easier to link because I know that I'm upset about not getting something. So what I can do once I've had the massive reaction to the not getting something is just thinking, what else didn't I get this week that would warrant this kind of reaction? And then I think, oh yeah, I didn't get that at the start of the mm. week and that's what this reaction's about. I'm not sure with you when you have your overreactions if the thing that triggered them is of a similar nature to what originally is the cause of this I, I don't know with you or if it's just for you you just need another thing to go wrong irrelevant of what it is yeah I think I just need something to go wrong like I like I said to you I think sometimes I pick things deliberately and it will be the case of uh, I'm driving home thinking like what's this thing gonna be and then I think ah it'll be that oh that better not happen I hope that doesn't happen yeah. if that happens I'll be really upset and then yeah it happens and I have a weird reaction and then I'm done and I think oh cool but yeah it's, it is odd it could be like um for example what we talked about last week when I said to you that you just took your you just took this job you just joined a temp agency quit mm. your old job took a new job no reaction at all um you didn't True. freak out you didn't have anything bad but then look at all the different Times you've freaked out since then over something minor that I've just thought, like, what's going on there? Yeah. Like when you were just going to abandon your car. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that's, that was a massive, like, what happened there over something as little as not because of roadworks, you know? And it could be that that you abandon your car is just a delayed reaction to something else like these big changes you just did to yourself with no problem whatsoever. Um, It, it could have just been that, and it could have just been a huge huge delay because for sometimes with me it can take months before something bothers me over something and it's so far gone and it's so far into the future of the original event that even if I try and think about it I can't figure out where that's come from yeah but the trick is like I said is to just be comfortable with it is just to know that it's okay and don't try and fix it don't try and think I need to deal with my problems like as and when they happen. Um, just know that when you have something, and I know we did a whole episode on overreacting, but, you know, this episode makes, well, me, makes me think that maybe you don't overreact and maybe what it is is it's just your brain is catching up with uh, 
previous events and they're just coming out at a weird time that doesn't match the yeah. the situation doesn't match the reaction. Because this isn't really about overreacting. This is more about... Well, I mean, this episode's about delayed reactions. Yeah, and it's about... <laughs> I guess the, the thing that I think a lot of people on the spectrum have, which I know we've you know, talked about at the start and haven't really talked about in well recently, but... Uh, the the whole idea that you know how you're going to be about something you might know like sometimes I know that I'm going to say something and then in my head my head is saying to me don't say that you know what will happen if you say that if you say that you're going to upset this person or this person's going to be paranoid about what you've said or something like that but then I hear it come out my mouth and I think oh I've said it and it that's is the same sort of thing of like knowing how you're going to react to something and thinking yeah you shouldn't overreact like that but then it happens anyway. Yeah. And I think kind of with what you said with the your boss you knew you shouldn't say it but you just can't help yourself and I think yeah the reacting the way you say things it's all to do with just not I don't want to say not having control over yourself because I f- think we do and I think a lot of people on the spectrum do have at least some control over themselves, but it's... So, I mean, some stuff I can't help. Yeah. The only way I can deal with it is to know I'm going to do it yeah. and to understand why I did it after. But there's I, there's nothing I can do to stop it from happening completely. All I can do is just know that this will do this. So, you know, like A equals B. Yeah. Uh, and then I know after it's happened to understand why I did it. And that's the best that I've got. I don't ever like convince myself that I could change it or do something about it, um, and I, I felt that's much easier. I think, like you said it all, you said it to me a few days ago. That I'm always so like calm and mm. okay, and everything's like fine with me, and I don't get like upset and I don't get worked up and that kind of thing. And I think it is just because since getting diagnosed, uh, well, I mean, not even getting diagnosed. I pretend like when I talk when we do these episodes that getting diagnosed is the you know is the fixer. I think yeah. just once realising you're autistic and once realising you have Asperger's or whatever form of autism you've got, I don't think you really need the official diagnosis. I mean, we've talked about it. the only reason you're getting a diagnosis is because you don't believe it still. So I think yeah. you need that professional to say, no, there is this. Um, but for those of you that know and don't need to be told um, from somebody else... Like once you realize what you've got and what you are, essentially, it's easier just to be at peace with it, um, which is why I guess you think that I, I get less stressed out and I'm calm. And it's because in the rare occasions like what happened to me this week, once um, they happen, I know they're going to happen before they happen. Like when he came over to me and got in my face. I knew it was coming. I could sense it was coming straight away. And yeah. I knew at that point. I And the trouble is with me is once I go into these like angry outbursts it doesn't matter to me anything so basically nothing matters to me in those like instances i don't care if i lose my job i don't care if i get suspended i don't care if other people hear me like none of that i don't worry about anything all i am focused on is the emotion that i'm having at the moment and all i'm focused on is my reaction that's in fact even though i'm not i wouldn't say i'm focused i'm completely not in control of any of it I have no control over what I'm saying, doing, anything like that. I, I couldn't stop myself if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, there's bits where I think I'm done. So, like, I'll be, like, especially when I was talking to my boss, I was saying some stuff 
and I stopped and then I could feel that I was still angry like I could sense it still that it was still there so I just thought oh I'm not done and then just carried on again yeah so I'd said all this stuff like you're this you're that you're this this is that that's that and then I'd stopped talking and I just thought oh okay but then I like stopped and like kind of focused a little bit and just thought no it's still there so then I was like and another thing and like just went on like another like five minutes of it again and then stopped and then just went no it's it's good it's gone um and then after like I said initially I sensed it coming at the time and couldn't figure out where it was coming from but then after I came home I had to think about it I realized what it was I realized what was around me I realized what was going on all day it had been building up um and I got it but I didn't then think I need to work on that that can't happen again I know it's going to happen again. I know I'm going to do it again. Yeah. I, I'm aware of the fact that it's just something I do and I can't control it. Um, but I, for some reason, knowing where it came from makes me know. So I've learned. So I've learned that being in that situation will make this happen. So what I do then is try and avoid being in that situation. And that's that's all you can do. That's all yeah. I can do. Um, but I'd never try and like, as it was about to happen now, try and stop myself which is something I guess I would have done pre not knowing I had Asperger's is I'd feel it coming and try and suppress it. But I've always found that when I do that, the reaction will still come out eventually anyway. There's nothing I can do about it, but it will probably be a much harsher version of the same thing. Yeah. So I think just to let it go there and then, like I knew it was going to happen, but I just thought it's going to have to, because if I don't, I could say something worse or do something worse if I choose to just ignore this, you know? Yeah. And that's all you can do, really, is maybe when you have an overreaction to something or massively, you know, panic or like when you were going to just ditch your car. Try and realize that it's not about that there were roadworks on the road. Yeah. And the, well, I mean, it could have been because, I mean, even with that situation, there was roadworks on the road. You didn't want to be late for work. You didn't want to go into the multi-story car park with other people entering it at the same time. It could easily have been just that combination of stuff. That caused you yeah. to go, oh, leave my car. I mean, with that, it's uh, like I have a routine and driving down the road, that road was part of the routine. I yeah. didn't I didn't know the other way. So it, it was kind of messing with my routine. But yeah, there are definitely other situations. But yeah, where... not that one. So not that example. But yeah, the situations where you've just had a massive overreaction to something so tiny. Yeah. And in those situations, if you can't pinpoint where it came from, it's probably because it's coming from something else. Yeah, so like, that's that's a better way to explain it. Like with your car, it was just the, like, so me and my angry outburst, it was the combination of all the different things that were happening at the same time that caused it to happen. Um, but the angry outburst after that went on for ages, that's just the, it's like letting the pressure off until mm. the pressure's gone back down to normal. It's just going to keep going. Um, but in your case, the car thing, not so much. It was just a combination of different things that caused you not to be able to focus and you thought it was a good idea to do that. But yeah, situations, like you said, where you've had a huge reaction to something tiny. Yeah. Maybe after you've had the reaction, just take the time to think about like what it might actually be about, maybe. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think with me as well, one of the bigger things is I get more worked up sort of midway through because I know that I'm overreacting and I am... I get quite annoyed at myself for the overreaction. So I'm I'm still doing it. I'm still getting upset over something I shouldn't get upset over. But then I'm getting upset with myself at the same time because I think, why are you getting upset over something you don't need to get upset over? And I think it just snowballs into a bigger thing 
because I'm getting so frustrated with myself. And I think, yeah, I think because uh, people usually, people, people on the spectrum usually can't actually really help it. I think it's probably more about just accepting that it's not your fault or my fault in this situation. And like, just let it happen and then be okay with it. Instead of letting it happen, calming down and then thinking, no, now I'm annoyed at myself for my reaction. Like, I think, yeah, just letting that little bit go at the end, because that probably makes it worse for me. Because I, I tend to get quite... I don't really get annoyed at other people um, very often at all. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like sometimes I get annoyed at other people in the sense of like, oh, this person, I don't know, got in my way or something like that but I don't like people I know personally or really anyone I don't really get annoyed at other people it's always more at myself even if someone does something that's actually impacted me negatively and it's almost like a deliberate thing I'll still be annoyed at myself for being annoyed by it like like in this example say uh with the if you ate something that I'd wanted yeah. Like I said, I'd be annoyed at myself. I'd be annoyed at myself for wanting to have eaten it. Right. That's a, it's, a, it's just the way I am. I don't really have the getting annoyed at other people thing. I do always put everything on myself. So like you said, you're annoyed at the person that's made you feel that way. So in the when you were upset and had your angry outburst, you were annoyed at your boss. For that, for me, it's always I get annoyed at myself. Yeah, I, I get annoyed at the person for triggering uh, my autism. Um, I know, like you say, it's because I try and keep my autism under wraps as much as possible. So I get annoyed at the person for pushing it and letting it come out. So like, I, I think like left on my own, not talking to anybody, doing my own thing, it never comes out. When I'm on my own, when I have my days off, when I have my own plans, it doesn't show up. Yeah. When I'm in other people's things that they're in control of and they're running, like work they're the ones that trigger it. So I'm annoyed at them for not not letting me control it. In your case, it's the opposite. Yeah. You think that your autism is your responsibility. And so when things happen that will set it off, you feel like it's your responsibility to try and stop it and to try and rein it in and to try and keep it under wraps. Whereas I think that I control it great and other people force it to come out Whereas you think that you should be the one that stops it from coming out. Yeah, and, I I always think it's my and the fault. world. Yeah, I I mean it's it, I I don't really know if there's one way or the other. I'm not saying like my way is the correct way and your way is the wrong way or anything yeah. like that. It's just how we see it. When I have to have any reaction that I'm fully aware of the fact is an autistic reaction. Um, I get annoyed at the thing that's done it. And like 90% of the times I have an autistic reaction, it's from interacting with someone. Yeah. Or being in a situation that's not of my own construction, I guess. Um, I didn't make it. I didn't... Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it always happens in situations that aren't an ideal thing for me in the first place. And they're not something that I have full control over. And that's when it happens. So yeah, I get angry with people for letting it come out because obviously my whole thing is hiding it masking it appearing in tea so when people pull it out of me like not on purpose they just don't realize that's what they've done my reaction is anger because i don't like it to be seen yeah. um 
it's still a thing that I've, I've always, I still do, always done, no matter how comfortable I am with my autism or how understanding and accepting I am. At this point, I feel like I'm too far gone to stop hiding it. Uh, even though, so even the people that know I've hundred percent got it, so like people I work with that know I have it, and family that know I have it, like it doesn't stop me from trying to hide it from them, regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah whereas, yeah, like with you, it, it, I think it's just a case of, you, I mean, and it could be down to like wanting to get diagnosed and that kind of thing. You're not accepting of it, so it's completely your responsibility, and you should be able to control it better. So you blame yourself. Yeah, like it, I don't. I mean, I don't get in arguments with people ever, actually, so this was not going to be a thing. But, like, if I've ever had some sort of... I don't even want to say arguments, I really don't. But if there's ever any sort of, like, conflict between me and someone else... Yeah. Like, it will always be... Even if it's the other person that started it, caused it, or the reason behind it... uh, It will always be me that goes, okay, I'm really sorry about that, or whatever, and just move on. Because I do always just tend to blame myself for it. I never really think like, actually, no, you've started this. This is your fault. I just think, well, I've obviously done something to trigger this in them. So I'll just, yeah, I don't know. It's just the way I am. I'm not very, I don't really get annoyed at other people. I'm very, I'm quite hard on myself and I'll get annoyed at myself quite a lot, but it never really comes out with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. I blame everybody else. Uh, for most things yeah in that sense we are actually really opposite and it is quite noticeable i think like i've i've noticed you get annoyed at other people a lot and i you've probably noticed me get annoyed at myself quite a lot yeah i do yeah <laughs> uh okay then that's that's it for this week yeah that uh, was totally not the topic yeah we were meant so to talk about next Sorry. week we're actually going to do the topic we're meant. so this topic for those of you that are interested this week we were going to do faces uh we have discovered that we're well, not discovered i mean we've talked about in the past like how i see faces but um we've realized that scarlet has no real facial recognition whatsoever she does not recognize people's faces i've realized this from like we watch movies and I point out, oh, it's him from this. And it's something she's seen loads of times and just doesn't recognize it's them because no. they've got a slightly different haircut. Or <laughs> What were you we watching last night? Oh, we were watching Star Trek, like the uh, the newer remade movies. And I was like, oh, look, it's Simon Pegg. And you were like, who? And I was like, the guy that's in like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. And you were like, which one is he in that then? And I was like, the main character. <laughs> And you were like, but he's not Scottish. And I'm like, he's doing an accent in this movie. And you just, you were so confused. You couldn't figure out how it was the same person. And you do it all the time with just everyday people. People walk in that you, and if someone's dyed their hair or is dressed differently, at that point, you don't know who they are anymore. No, yeah, I am. Like, um, so I'm we're going to do that because, I mean, it's probably a good thing that we did this topic this week uh, because... The facial stuff, we can only really go off your thing. And you've just told me that you, before we did this, we were looking through like people's questions and that kind of thing to decide on this week's topic. Um, and you said you saw a YouTube video of a guy saying that facial recognition is an issue for people on the spectrum. Yeah, it can So be linked, if yeah. you've got time, I suppose, or if you do want to, I guess you could look up some more stuff, watch some videos. Yeah, and, like, I will. See if it's more related so we can go into more detail about it because you were worried that if we do an episode on faces, we might not be able to fill the whole hour Well, you've it. also got your own thing with faces that we'll, we'll go into Yeah, next I mean, week. we've talked about my thing a few times in a couple of episodes, but yeah, we can go into it. But my thing, there's nobody else. I've never seen anybody else do it. Uh, so what I do with people's faces... Uh, is completely different. I've never seen anyone else mention it or saying that's a thing that they do. 
Yeah, but I'll, I'll look into it. We'll talk See about if you can find it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, okay, but yeah, that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening again. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm sorry if that was a weird episode because we weren't meant to talk about that and I feel like we just ended up going down that route. But yeah, uh, <laughs> thanks, everyone, for following the Facebook page, going into our group and writing stuff in there. There's been loads of stuff going on. We finally got round to reading the comments uh, and a lot of them are really nice, so that's good. Um, also, we've read some nice things that people have said that our podcast has helped them with, which is great. Because um, obviously, initially, we started this to just get awareness out there and give like a better understanding of Asperger's. Uh, so I didn't think we were going to do it. I just thought we'd just talk a lot of rubbish and uh, it wouldn't really go anywhere. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. It, it does seem to go in so well. Um, and like I say, as much as people have said that we've helped them with their podcast, loads of you guys that are writing in our group have helped us. I've learned like loads of stuff. Oh yeah, we've yeah. That's helping me it's with crazy. with things. So yeah, it's it's not like we do the episodes and I think I'm like the the ultimate burger and I just give out <laughs> advice. No, and we. I, have, I don't. I know everything. We uh, have learned like, yeah. so much stuff. It's been amazing. Yeah, so yeah. that's good. Uh, it's helped me with a lot of things. And obviously, any of you uh, parents of those on the spectrum out there that have said we've helped with that, that's nice because that was not intended at all. Um, yeah, it's been a really nice. I didn't think we'd be able to help with yeah autistic parents, uh, parents of autistic children in general. I, I didn't realize that'd be something we'd be able to help with. Um, so yeah, that's great that that's been happening as well. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Yep, uh, but that's it again. So yeah, new episode goes next week and we'll actually be talking about faces. But that doesn't mean that if anybody wants to recommend a topic through private message or on the group, uh, somebody has actually said that they suggested a topic and... Um, Oh, I've written it down, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, we are going to do that. But we are going to do that topic. Also, yeah. It's just a couple of people suggested stuff that we are not... We need to look up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's the only reason we do, haven't done it yet. So it's not like we've ignored your topic and gone, we're not doing that. Some people just suggest stuff that I've... Sometimes I literally turn to Scarlett and go, what's that? <laughs> so like Scarlett has to do a look it up. She dumbs it down and explains it to me. <laughs> and then I go, oh yeah, cool. I know what that is. And then we do an episode. Yes, but thank you, everybody. Bye.